Hello, hello, hello. I am Sam. And I'm Adam. And you're listening to an episode of the PM Metal Guide Podcast. Woo! The, your favorite once a month metal kind of digest, if you will. Yeah, seriously. More like once a year at this point. Uh, what are we talking about today, Adam? Well, well seeing as we're just kicking out with the start of the year, we're going to take a look at some of what we think is going to take place over the course of the uh, year of 2022. Um, both We're talking trends, the, predictions, of course. What, what's going on in the metal world, in the music world, what, what's going to happen? There's all sorts of stuff that has already happened uh, that I think is going to lead to some really drastic stuff in the next year. So it'll be interesting to see and uh, see what everyone brings to the table. Yeah, we should have should have should have written something about like using our scrying lens to see into the future or something. <laughs> that would have been a good insight. Anywho, yeah. let's talk about what we've been listening to because it's been a it's been a stacked January. It has actually been a pretty stacked January. I mean, there's yeah, been like, a ton I mean, of music that's come out. That's normally, normally January is just kind of catching up to whatever you didn't listen to the year before. But this year, there's been not only a shit ton of great releases, but also you know so many records from last year that i just never heard of that uh found no yeah you know, seriously shout out to heavy blog they did two lists and their mm-hmm. superlative list which is sort of what we're basing our list off of this year yeah or for last year yeah uh, it's like 90 albums and so many records i've never even heard of despite being relatively deep in several scenes so it's it's been really great uh of those one that really stuck out is blindfolded and led to the woods that's a very very good and interesting album. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised. I know, ne- like, how did we never hear this? <laughs> when did it come well, out? Well, I heard, I heard of, I heard of this, um, the first single when it came out because I remember playing it on my radio show, and I remember putting it in my list, and I think it got dropped in like either late September or early October. Mm-hmm. When either so there was like lost in the I, I think it just kind of got lost in the sauce. There was just either too much good stuff at the time, and we just flew over it, or I don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's a it's a great album. Very uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, we got some uh, just really well written, well performed disso death, uh, kind of like with some mathcore, hardcore mm. influence, some noise rock influence, and overall just like really fist pumping disso death. You know, it's not like ulcerate where you're literally one with the void. Or yeah. I don't know, gore guts where you're you it's the carry meme from Homeland. Right. Yeah, this is really like <laughs> digestible as far as disso death goes, with plenty of influence from related genres from some what, Belgian boys? Am I getting that right? Uh, I think so. I think you're, I think that's right. I don't exactly I'm know. S- sorry, I, I don't mean I don't mean to be a, a Europhobe. No, they're New Zealand Sam, what they're, the heck? They're, they're from the Kiwis. They're, they're, they're Kiwis. They are. Um, well, it also has this band. Also has two members of uh, Sacrament in it. Who oh, really? are? Oh, they're just a random New Zealand death metal band. Never mind. Other other Sacrament. Well, regardless, they've been around the genre, and obviously New Zealand knows their tech death. So yeah, I've, I just want to. I just want to do like my worst fight of the Concords impression. <laughs> do that as a bonus episode. Just yeah. us talking as Brit. Uh, Brit. Like, uh, anywho, what, 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 I, I have a ton of shit to go. Yeah, no, now. me too. What, what, um, what about you? Uh, well, a record that I think really kind of snuck up on me uh, was the Ophidian Eye or Ophidian One record, which um, I'm not usually into the kind of I guess more neoclassical sweepy sort of um, tech death, but something about this record really just hits the right balance between like 
just kind of like the really dumb, like, uh, really power metal, speed metal, like, just wankery and, you know, good <laughs> arc spire, I guess, tech death writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this record hits a really good balance, and the production is good, you know, all the performances are great. It's a little tongue-in-cheek, but, I don't know, it, it, it's definitely one of the more entertaining and, I guess, uh, accessible tech death albums of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, t- I totally buy it. I mean, whenever you see like tech death records on multiple year end lists, they're, they're probably good. I just, I have like an aversion to tech death. Like, no, I know, no, <laughs> unless I, it's a band I know, I really don't want to spend time and digest it because, like, you know, it's so it's so much and yeah. it's so not good most of the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're they've only released two albums. This is only their second album uh, over like ten years. So, like, there's still a lot of room for them to grow, I think, but they've also had a time to kind of curate this record, and it's it's really cool. I mean, it's kind of symphonic, kind of like, um, I don't know, like the overt symphonics of a record like Palimpsest, or even like the new, uh, the first Fragment record that everyone was going crazy about this year. It's, it's that sort yeah. of similar vibe. Yeah, I'm sure it's good. I, I... I'm just, I'm probably never listened to it. <laughs> I, I don't know, people once, people once. All right, I'll, I'll add it. Um, let's see. Also from 2021, Abstract Void, which is like yeah. synthwave, atmospheric black metal, black gaze, with a you know really cheeky program drums and plenty of vaporwave influence. <laughs> and I don't know, this thing's great. <laughs> yeah, it's listen- really, really oh. atmospheric. It's really a vibey music, and it leverages the textures of atmospheric black metal and more modern takes on the genre to really make a powerful artistic statement. Yeah, no, I've listened to this record a couple of times, and while I'll never, I'll never forget uh, the the beautiful records that Mazartham give us, they just don't really have it anymore. And yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's good to see a group like Abstract Void coming up and kind of taking that um, cosmic electronic black metal in a direction mm-hmm. that uh, that really works. Also from the heavy blog list, they really did. I cannot uh, give those guys enough. No, yeah, putting the best content out uh, at the end of the year. Yeah. No. Uh, what else you got from uh, from from years past? So I see this on both of our lists, and I'm I just I still actually am, I I, I want to have a discussion about it. But the LLN the LLNN record Unmaker still hasn't hit for me, and I don't really? know I don't know what it is. But um, I've listened to it a good number of times. I listened to it when it came out, but I just I uh, no I, I I don't know. It just doesn't hit for me. That's surprising. I mean, you like Conjurer, right? I mean, yeah, I, I guess so. I don't. I, I didn't really know. Maybe I just need to spend more time with it. But like, I, I you know, I gave it quite a few spins, and it just, it just never, uh, yeah, never hit. Maybe I just need I to know. listen to it at full volume. Maybe I think I think I think you gotta kind of understand that this record is like pulling a lot from new metal and deathcore, yeah, and other things, and sort of accept that. But I mean, I I think it's good. I think it's quite good. <laughs> like it's heavy as balls. Performances yeah, yeah. are fucking visceral, uh, and it makes you want to like windmill kick your lamp or something. <laughs> like, that's true. You know, that's true. I th- I'll throw it on when I'm working out, and then like, oh, this is the best shit ever. Yeah. And it's it's also entertaining sludge metal, which is hard to do. That is hard. It is hard to come by. Uh, yeah, it does keep you on your toes. But yeah, no, um, that record that record's pretty darn good, so I'll give it that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that band's awesome live. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. 
Um, speaking of not entertaining sludge metal, dude, I don't like the ocean. I'm sorry. I just no. don't. No. I no. I was like, you know what? I, it's January. It's time to, to look back, enjoy some classics that I know I would like, right? Listen to Plagial like six times, dude. Record no, sucks. Can't. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Record just sucks ass. Like, compositions <laughs> are like eight, ten minutes like, long. Like, the melodies kind of go nowhere. Yeah. The songs don't really build. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, cool, melodic, proggy idea sludge into yeah. cool melodic proggy idea sludge like uh, look i know i don't want to be like <laughs> once again europhobic but whenever i hear like the very thick german accent for my prog metal it takes me out just a little bit <laughs> and especially and i don't know yeah. like this thing is just too long i li- like every time i listen to it i'm like is this the last song mm. is this the last song is this the last song no it just goes and it does it i remember goes, like, i remember listening to it originally when it came out the f- you know, part one, and it's, it was just, it was hard oh, to get through. you're talking through. about Fanrosaic. I'm talking about Pala- uh, Pelagial. Oh, oh, Pelagial, Pelagial. Well, either way, when I, you, I don't think that music has changed, because I've also listened to, Pala- <laughs> I've, I've listened to, you know, Pelagic uh, a couple times, but yeah, no, like, yeah, it's, like, uh, and the thing is, I should love this, like, it's every pl- prog cliche in, like, a sludge metal fashion, with, like, I don't know fairly good production right. what more could you want and uh, i don't know it's not uh, not for me it does just disappoint a bit it's just boring man it's just boring yeah. like it's so hard to make engaging sludge metal that like unless you're inter arma <laughs> or like merging sludge with yeah. any other genre i don't know no, it's, it's not it, for me it is difficult it is yeah i just just had to get the hot take take machine out good good um all right yeah i have a couple more Dude, yeah, no, I have, I have, I have plenty. More. I've been listening to a lot of music right, this month. Um, have you? Did you listen to the the brand new Derweg Einer Freiheit record that came out this year, Sam? <laughs> I've I've not listened to Derweg Einer Freiheit. Well, unfortunately, you know what? You definitely should because it's some darn quality music. They put out that album in 2017, uh, Finisterre, that everyone went crazy for. Like you'll know the album cover when you see it. Um, but it's, I mean, it's just, it's really good, uh, kind of like dissonant German black metal, um, that, I don't know, keeps the ears really engaged and, uh, overall just, you know, keeps you listening. Really nice stuff. Um, and it's kind of simple and they do a lot of really interesting production techniques. So, yeah. I'm I'm sure, I'm sure it's good. I mean, there's so much quality, like boundary pushing black metal from any part of the world. No, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, uh, Black Market mentioned, mentioned this. After listening to about 30 seconds, this very much seems like something... That yeah, no, well, no, it, I mean, like. I think they're a relatively well-known band, um, at least within some scene. Uh, oh, re- relatively unknown is a strong, <laughs> a strong term, or relatively known is a strong Yeah, term. relatively known, yeah. No, but yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty darn awesome. So definitely uh, give Nocturne, the name of that record, a listen. That's fair. Before we talk about the one record, which I know we'll have a decent amount to say, I'll, I'll continue going back on the things I've revisited. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So I've been, I've been learning drums pretty hard the past like month or so, just you know grinding about an hour, hour and a half a day. And dude, Abe Cunningham is such an amazing drummer. Yeah, yeah, he is. He really is. Like I, you know, I've been so I've been listening to a lot of the Deftones catalog. You know, just kind of focused on the rhythm section because you know I can play a lot of those songs on guitar. 
Um, and wow, he's just, he really serves the song. He's a really like groovy drummer. He knows mm-hmm. when to fill, he knows when to pull back and he knows how to like, just, I don't know, make really good beats for these great compositions and I don't know. Awesome drummer. No. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've learned quite a bit of the Deftone stuff myself on drums and it's, it's all super fun, but a lot of it's really complex and a lot of, even like on some of the lighter stuff, uh, from like white pony and yeah, like, beyond. Yeah. Like, no, like digital bass insane. <laughs> yeah. No, like those songs are really, really tricky and uh yeah no you you don't even really notice it when you're hearing the actual song because you know i guess you don't notice that thing in like the major hook songs but mm-hmm. um but yeah no, he's like really really tasteful drummer and another thing i didn't realize until now which is kind of funny is that like chino doesn't sing on beat like ever <laughs> like no, i was listening yeah. to white pony the other day yeah i know main, mainstream on whatever <laughs> and i'm just like every song i'm like counting like wait He's he's entering, uh, he, uh, yeah, <laughs> and like everything, and I mean that's part of his style, and it works. It's just right. I think it's kind of funny that I've been listening to Deftones for like seven years now, mm-hmm. and I just noticed that. Yeah, so no. yeah, funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. Deftones, great. Uh, great I don't band. Know, very incredible discography. Mm-hmm. Great hits. Of course, can't can't say enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. I guess we'll jump right back in. Um. Did you list? Have you listened to the Usta Lost album, Sam? Before the Glinting Spell Invest, the side project of Will Skarstad from Yellow Eyes. I have not. I'm sure it's good. It's very good. Uh, it dropped in December, so it makes sense that you know people may have missed it. Um, I've seen a little bit of coverage on it, though. I think the Heavy Blog men- uh, list did mention it um, at some point, or someone mentioned it. Uh, but great album. I mean, it's pretty much. Uh, if you like Yellow Eyes, you're going to love this record. It's just sort of more of that same dissonant kind of lo-fi um, raw sound. But there's a bit more um, melody intertwined in this one uh, than there is in Yellow Eyes stuff. So definitely cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, Yellow Eyes are probably like my favorite black metal band. So I'm sure <laughs> yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, no, great. Uh, I've been listening to way too much Dungeon Synth. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Adam made the decision to make a Dungeon Synth album in the near future and got to prepare. And goddamn, the genre just sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, all the yeah. Dungeon Synth that's really good is just like ambient with like a little bit of slightly different instrumentation. Yeah. Like Depressive Silence is quite good. And, you know, all the, the more droney aspect of it. But, like, I listen to, like, Malfet or whatever. Or, all, like, the more <laughs> medieval yeah. orchestration. And it's just, it's the dumbest shit ever. It's like, ve- it's very dumb. It, but it, ha- it does have a very particular niche, I guess, that it hits. Because yeah, there's like, so much of know. it. Because there is so much of that kind of music. It's all, it's because it's so low effort. Like, yeah. <laughs> you literally, like, get a VST plugin for, like, <laughs> flutes or whatever and make a flute loop that's, like, eight bars and then just use that for eight minutes and then you just change the chords underneath and that's it. That's, like, every yep. Dungeon song ever. Yep. Like, I went on RYM, listened to the top ten most best-rated Dungeon albums of all time and, like, goddamn. That was half of them. <laughs> at least. It's just so... It's not good. I don't know. I don't understand why black metal dudes and metal heads in general like this subgenre so much. Yeah. No, no. I I, don't know, maybe... I I listen to the music when, you know, when in the mindset of a role-playing game or when using a role-playing game of some kind. And I think that is part of, you know, its, uh, its purpose. I don't know. Maybe it is just a context thing, but it, it is difficult music to listen to when you're not, you know really you know listening to it for that 
Or well, like, I'd rather just listen to, like, Summoning for that. Right, <laughs> sure. Summoning has good songs in addition to lame as shit orchestral <laughs> segments. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's part of the charm, but... Yeah. <sighs> yeah, too much Dungeon Synth. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna... I'll mention this briefly, and then we can talk about the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, peeped a lot of uh, more of Cardi catalog recently. Great stuff. Sure holds thing, up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 holds up. <laughs> holds the heck up. I'd say as so. well as listening to a bunch of Meshuggah, because, because they announced a new record. Yeah. And spoiler alert, Colossus is still the best Meshuggah record. <laughs> you heard it, folks. Yep. All the other, I don't know. You can make arguments against all of them, but they're all... Pr- Mm-hmm. Chances, like, if you listen to any Michigan album, it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> They've, the lads have been doing the exact same record for about 30 <laughs> years. And you know what? That's okay, because they do it quite well. It works for them. Um, it, yeah. it does work for them. Yeah. And all the records have, like, undeniable bangers, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited for that new Michigan. Yeah, me too. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's your elephant in the room, Sam? <laughs> So this, this little-known band called Will The Run dropped a record this month. Wow, that's crazy. I, I'd never... Is it good? Uh, it's not just good. It's incredible. It's wow. really amazing. Wow, that's 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 just swell. That's so strange for a January release. That's not typical, Sam. That doesn't make any sense. Why Why would that Yeah, ever... it's, it's almost like this was probably supposed to release in, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be generous <laughs> and say, like, summer of 2021, yeah. and then shortages were like the way century media was like no 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 come on come on yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah. they pushed it to january and even then my vinyl i ordered is not coming till april oof that's rough um but you know what's not rough is anything about uh epigon or a pigony epigon a pigony epigon i think it's a pigony a pigony yeah i don't know well because it's antigone not antigon right 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 so yeah a pigony um, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. This album's just, like, uh, it's just Wilderun, man. Like, I guess they can't miss. No, seriously. And, I mean, I think if you have any criticism of this record, it's that it's a little Wilderun-y. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, you know, the, it's that's... it's like when you listen to a new Opeth record and you hear, like, the very specific way that Acker felt, like, stylizes, like, a, a, a riff <laughs> or a harmony. And you're right. like, oh! Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, this is this is very much uh, Wilderun. You know, if you like their previous two records, you like this. This record's incredible. Like, it flows beautifully. All the songs are great. Performances are great. It sounds incredible, mixed by Jens Borgen. Yes. Uh, so, leg, you know, legend there. And I don't know, this thing's just so good. Super, super compelling blend of uh, progressive death metal with plenty of folk um, and orchestral instrumentation, um, and as well as melodic death metal influence. That, And when I say melodic death metal, I don't mean like... Yeah. No, 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 shitty no. type. <laughs> yeah, no, you're talking. Yeah, no, good. Actually, death metal that has melody intertwined within it. Yeah, and I mean, you can tell like Evan and the lads have been chewing on this stuff for a while, and they're like, he's just an amazing songwriter. Um, no, really knows how to craft like a full album experience. All of, I've I've gone back. I went back and listened to Sleep at the Edge of the Earth a few times mm-hmm. too, to get some context. And just across those three albums. And you know the middle being veiled imagination. Yeah, there's just no misses. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the music just flows kind of perfectly throughout each one of them. I mean, there really is no uh, part at any point where you're really questioning what's going on or having to like 
try and piece it together no it's all it's mm-hmm. all there it's all perfectly laid out it's yeah it's it, it's beautiful yeah. too it's no totally and like, like yeah. you, you you always ask yourself why like those opeth records are so good and it's because it's because that contrast and uh will the run does that contrast incredibly they really know when to bring it they know when to simmer down they know when to put their little interludes in and they're like 15 20 minute long songs <laughs> yeah right and i don't know this this thing like this is up there like real imagination was what was that number six on our or seven on our list uh, yeah something like that i think sounds about epigon right epigon will be in the top 10 like yeah right. like, <laughs> <Yep>. i mean <laughs> this thing's i, I haven't heard a, a bad thing about it i mean if you don't like long form progressive metal you're not gonna like this but if you like progressive metal like at all this thing's a must listen yeah yeah yep. and the, like who who knew they'd do a, a pretty cool cover of no seriously <laughs> oh yeah like that i was not expecting that but honestly yeah it's a great it's a great finish to the album a bonus track that's not cringe on a frog album what is this hey i mean seahorse was there for a little bit almost almost, almost. i don't know why they didn't do a bloom song for <laughs> uh rise radiant but <laughs> we'll never know we'll never know remember when we were remember when they were gonna like play america and Stop. then COVID happened like two years. come back we'll pay we'll pay and they, they'll start the set with a uh, bloom into marigold and you're like wake up <laughs> and, then, and then you get you, know, you hop on stage during the i am a wealthy man i <laughs> am oh my god <laughs> one day one day one day. Oh, actually, we have a... I mean, well, I'm sure we'll talk about this in the news segment. There's yep. plenty of good tour announcements, assuming Omicron doesn't kill everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Speaking of Omicron killing everyone, ready to move on to our, our our main feast? Well, hold on, hold on. Is that all we've been listening to, Sam? Is I mean, I, I, could go for a, I could go for a bit more. Those are the notable ones. Right. I think the... I think... I mean, I can give a few sentences. Like, the new Earl Sweatshirt record kind of sucks. Very yeah, disappointing. I agree. It kind of sucks. Um... Well, what about the new Mismore album, Sam? Oh, gosh. Uh, ambient song's too long-winded. I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's Wits an EP. It's an Mismore? I mean, it's, it's it's an EP, you know? Like, I kind of wish that there was more. I was kind of expecting mm-hmm. more. I think a lot of people were expecting more. That's why it has, like, a 2.85 on RYM right now. But Really? Yeah, it has a pretty low score. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like... Wits End itself is great. I you know I always have a thorough enjoyment going through it. But um yeah no I think the uh, little uh, Paradoy is a little um, long winded. Yeah and I mean not to say it's bad. It's a pretty like astute piece of kind of dark ambient. But no I mean it's not like he uh, he did it with Dialetta Dialethia yeah, Dial- yeah. Dial- it's Dial- just you know the music's a little long winded and doesn't yeah. make for a full like like Wits End's no. great you know classic Mismore uh, Paradoy yeah. is a little. <laughs> And that's yeah. not to say I don't want to see Ms. Moore, like, grow and expand. It's just, I don't know. If you had, like, mo- if, if there was more, maybe I'd be okay with the 15-minute mm-hmm. prior doy at the end. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Don't know. Or, like, I don't know, like, you gotta, you gotta pull on some of that, like, melodic heft that makes the serpent eats its tail the best song ever, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, not you know, to say that, that we don't trust ALN to come back with a, another smash. I'm sure, I'm sure. Another banger. I'm sure it will come. In, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure the next full length will be awesome. Yeah, and um, it's only been oh, I was gonna say it's only been a few two years since uh, <laughs> cared, but well, uh, yeah, right. I feel old. No, seriously. Um, and then all right, I just have I have to mention the Wiege dude record. Um, gotta <laughs> okay. So you know Church of Raw, Oathbreaker, Amon Ra, 
the classic. Yeah, well, no, guess the, 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 the yeah, dumb Netherlands thing. Belgium, dumb Belgium thing. But We Edge Dude is another one of those bands in there. It has the um, the Oathbreaker, one of the Oathbreaker guitarists, and um, the an the ex Amonra vocalist. Um, and it's black metal, and it's ridic- actually kind of ridiculously good. It's really okay, I'll actually I'll add that shit right now. It, How do you spell it? It's We We Edge Dude. W I E G. E D O O D. Oh, I found it. Yeah. Wow. No, uh, no it's it's it, it's it's great. It's like it's kind of um I don't call it's not anywhere similar to like the Spectral Wound album that came out last year, but it's just as maximalist. But it's more modernly produced. It's a modern rock metal album. It's not old head worship or anything like that. Um, All right, respect them. I'm sure it's good. They also have some folk elements in there here and there, and some spoken word, but you'll, some you'll, dark, you'll get, some you'll dark Americana. You'll, 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 you'll get into <laughs> oh, it. Oh no! But yeah, no. Um, great record, like insane. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that one out if you haven't. Okay, no, I definitely will. Um, and let me. Yeah, I think I think that's it for the most part. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could. I'm not going to mention the, a few of the other records I'm listening to, but. There's been a lot of good music. There has been. All right. Well, I guess I guess we we move. So, yeah. 2022, the year, oh, of the, the year of the fish. The year of the fish. I, have no, I don't know what the zodiac is. I don't know what the zodiac is this year either. Actually. Not that not that it really matters, but no. what what uh, you know? We've been we've been in the game for a while. We've been we've been kind of deep in in yeah. metal for at least like five six years at this point. Yeah. What. You know, we we've seen trends rise and fall. We've seen empires build and get destroyed just <laughs> as quickly. That's true, actually. Twenty twenty one saw the like the atmospheric oh rise of a band like Spirit Box, band like Turnstile. That's true. You know, we saw the return of new metal yeah. to the forefront in a number of ways. Mm-hmm. We saw heavy music clawing its way ever closer to mainstream. So. What, what what what's your first big prediction? What what do you think is gonna happen in twenty twenty two? My first big prediction for twenty twenty two, I think. I think there has to be another um, shoegaze metalcore band to blow up. Whether that's Loathe exploding into like Code Orange territory or beyond, or someone like Rolo Tomasi stepping in. And filling that mm-hmm. void in as like the modern metalcore shoegaze heavy hitter. I mean, the new Cloakroom album came out this today. Cloakroom? Yeah, Cloakroom are sort of I'm like not even, I'm it's not like similar to nothing. A little bit more like hardcore influence. Okay, they're part of like the heavy shoegaze movement. Okay, and that record's been getting absurdly good reviews already. Yeah, I mean, it's um, the first single's got a hundred thousand plays on Spotify. Yeah. So and all right, I mean, and then you have you have bands like, uh, gosh, what's a who's the who's the one that uh they're like a heavy shoegaze band. They have one album like 2018. It's like that 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 amazing song. They're touring with uh, Def Heaven in a few months. Oh God, I don't even know. A few of our friends used to go bananas for him. Wait, I don't know. It's not like I want. It's not like fond fond limbs. But... Oh 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 um. Holy Fawn. 
Holy yeah, font. Yeah, yeah. Holy, holy font. font. Yes, holy yeah, font. Yeah, holy font. You know, they've made okay, pretty significant yeah. waves. You got bands like yeah, yeah, okay. Have a Nice Life who are absurdly popular oh, playing course. like heavy shoegaze. Um, I told you know, I, I think that's a fair prediction. I think, you know, we've already, we've seen elements of it in plenty of popular artists, like Deaf Heaven blew the heck up. Well yeah, Deaf, they already Deaf did. Heaven blew the heck up. I mean uh, even like Deftones, uh not last year, but you know was it last year? God, did Ohms come no, year before. Two like, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Ohms came out two years ago, but like I mean, obviously they're still riding high on that. Um mm. but yeah, no, I don't know. I think I think that someone kind of has to step up. I don't know. I just feel it's no, it's I, time. I think, I think that's totally fair. Because I mean, it seems like everyone who I talk to now, regardless of like what kind of music they listen to, wants wants to start a heavy shoegaze band. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, I, we were in a heavy shoegaze band for a bit. Like, yeah, it's not it's not really that hard to accomplish. Um, but yeah, yeah no. I mean, I we're we're sort of in that like magic. Uh, well, I'll mention this again in a little bit, but like, you know, trends come and go about every 20, 25 years. 20 years ago has when Heavy, heavy Shoegaze was like, like yeah, 25 big. years ago. Heavy Shoegaze was huge. A lot of kids nowadays, a lot of Zoomers, a lot of younger millennials are listening to the Shoegaze shit, listening to bands like Death Heaven, bands like Alcest, bands like Mole, mm-hmm. and being like, oh, what if we apply this to like a hardcore framework? Yeah. And I mean, you could, I mean, Shoegaze is a pretty loose genre tag. You could even say something like Ultra Pop by the arm to Shoegaze. Sure, I mean, you could even go so far as to kind of say that, like, that, the Turnstile record can fall sort of into that category. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, it's just a really popular aesthetic right now, and, I mean, I love Shoegaze. I think Suvlaki is one of my favorite albums of all time. I absolutely adore the new Death Heaven record. I absolutely adore all the modern heavy Shoegaze stuff, so, and, uh, yeah, I guess what, Loth is two years ago now, right? No, they're, they're coming in a new album this year. Already, already. Oh, they're dropping announced. a new record this yeah, year? new, new I, album I, this I, year. I just know I let it in and it took everything was 2019. Yeah, no, they're coming out with a new full record this year. They put out a, a single, I think, already. Didn't their uh, founding guitarist leave? I think so, yeah. So, yeah. Ooh. And I think, I think they just... Oh, the, a Teenage Wrist did a remix of... Um, Two-Way Mirror? Te- no, of uh, Is It Really You... <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, loath in one of those bands where, yeah. like, I mean, I actually, I th- the more, you know, it, it's def- uh, I let it in, took everything, it's definitely a grower. Album blew the heck up for a good reason. Yeah. But yeah, but no. I'm uh, very wary of, the, wary of their future. No, I don't, I, they can either, they can either really, really blow up or, like, just kind of, I don't know. If they keep doing the same thing that they've been doing, I they, they well, I mean, I'm just like, dude, the, the the dude that wrote all of their songs is gone. Oh, he's gone. And, yeah. And I'm sure, like, that's like if Stephen Carpenter left Eptones. Well, that's true. I mean, the the new singles, um, it's, 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 uh, it's heavy. It's electro, it's more electronic. And I think, if I'm remembering correctly, please don't shoot me in the head, loathe band. Um, I think there might be rapping on it. Or some form of hip hop influenced vocal styling. I mean, I don't necessarily hate that. I I don't think I, no. I'm. I think it's a good single. You know, I, yeah, I'm. I don't listen to singles, but when the album comes out, I'll be there. Yeah. To judge it. But yeah, so prediction one. I think that's fairly fair. That's fair. It's yeah. like you know, a, a new heavy shoegaze band is gonna blow the hell up. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I'll go with a I'll go with a fairly obvious one as well then, and that I think the new metal revival is going to continue, and I think honestly I think like a heavily new metal influenced track is going to chart in like the top fifty. Yeah, I mean I believe that. I mean we're already close, man. Like no, well like look at a song like um, "You Girls Ruin My Life," right? Yeah. 
or yours are ruining my life by corpse husband you know horrible song but that song <laughs> takes so much from like new metal mm -hmm. and that song was literally like number 60 or something last year because of tiktok yeah and like uh, like the younger generation the zoomer generation and you know younger millennials are so like just ready for this much more aggressive mm -hmm. aesthetic that you can kind of blend with anything whether you know that's denzel curry with considerable new well influence across his like mainstream trap records new yeah. denzel singles awesome by the way whether that's you know suicide boys or ghost main or any of the yeah trap metal guys uh, but you're even like a lot of uh pop punk artists are kind oh, of oh yeah too mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, I don't like this band at all, but Movements, for example, mm -hmm. dropped a few singles uh, this year, or last year, which are just like ripping straight from the Family Values era corn yeah. stuff. Um, or even in Deathcore, like Slaughter to Prevail are straight up like new Deathcore now. Same yeah. thing with Darko. Same thing with a Certain Spirit, like Holy Roller from Spirit Box. Same thing with groups like Conjure, LLNN. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Zoomers... 20 years were born right at the years, time yeah. where like new metal wasn't ruined for them it wasn't weathered by the world you know so they hear, heard all these songs growing up and they're they're putting them into their own music mm. in a way that's like really like not ironic it's just a, a wholesale appreciation no i mean I, the more the more and more trap metal and stuff that i listen to through peers and whatnot i mean it just it's all it's all blending toward that really like punky i don't give a shit attitude like really just kind of like they don't even care if they're using shit beats they're just going hard as fuck mm -hmm. like the i don't know the new metal aesthetic is uh, it, it certainly hasn't died but it, it is coming back in full swing yeah having a Only band like limp biscuit kind of mm -hmm. even there to really help provide a helping yeah. hand along or like you know gonna, i think yeah. slipknot, slipknot and corner dropping new albums this right. year um and not 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 that i don't think i don't think we should necessarily look to the old guard in this case, but I wouldn't be surprised if some like MGK, like Youngblood, dropped like a really successful album and one of the lead singles were to chart in like mm -hmm. the top, like top 40, top sure, 20, yeah. which has like screaming on it and like new metal. Heavy, well, hell, heavy I mean, Corey Taylor was going to be on a Machine Gun Kelly track. It's already, you know, yeah. it's already, it's already, you yeah, know. no, I mean, like, we're there. All it takes is like, I don't know, we're, we're wait for Travis Barker to collab with a. I don't know who's some like. Did he already? You know, he already collab with Suicide Boys. I mean, you're too late. Oh no! I was I was <laughs> trying to think of like some washed up new metal dude. Oh okay, all right, fair enough. Like uh, Travis Barker and Fieldy from Corn. There you go. And yeah, I don't know. Dream new metal's team. definitely back. I think it's going to continue to be back to like be a thing, and I would not be surprised if it, like a legitimate new metal song charted. Yeah, I honestly, I believe it. I, totally I mean, that's like a it. that's a that's kind of an obvious prediction. It's kind of a slam dunk. Yeah. Right, I'll say it. That's all right. I said it. That's all right. That's all right. Um. Okay. All right. I have another prediction. I guess. Shoot. Um. I think that there's going to be a really big, clear divide between, um, the heavy just honestly the, the rock music community and it's already it's already starting but i think that there there's going to be a, a really big drastic cultural shift between rock music that's already you know definitely happening but as the country becomes much more politicized so doesn't uh our our music landscape and i'm sure we can you know expound on this a little bit more in our news uh segment but 
Um, <laughs> there, there, there's just there's lots of people who are taking sides um, in the music and rock specifically community um, that are I don't know I, I feel like there's something is going to come to a head at some point. There's gonna there's gonna be one point that all of it is gonna come to whether that's streaming services or I don't know an award show or something stupid like that. But like I don't know some I feel like something is in the midst of beginning in terms of like really splitting I guess the the rock community the metal community I, no I, I feel that I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from I mean and something that would come to mind or like something I could totally see happening would be like a band like I don't know disturbed headlining like a big rock festival right. and then like a bunch of like more political or more uh, left-leaning bands being like fuck this I'm not playing that um, yeah. and sort of getting a very like sheer divide between sort of the butt rocky more like conservative groups and everyone else because yeah. right now you know you can see a tour with like Ghost and Volbeat yeah. <laughs> right you know and I don't I don't I, I would not see that happening in like you know a few months when like a Vol the Volbeat vocalist starts talking about how like <laughs> I don't know any <laughs> number of, of really dumb yeah. like boomer talking points no it's um i don't know like there's just there's so much we could talk about and so much we have talked about already but um yeah i think oh. something like a, a festival being played or like someone you know some some band making a statement or something that's uh, about someone in the band or, or something like that there's gonna be i, mean, some... I see it i i honestly yeah. see it as more like a regional and audience divide because like if you look at like it's kind of a running joke and like uh, you know music criticism where it's like oh what was the best-selling metal album of the year some random hard rock band you've never heard of yeah. like a band like a band like wolfgang evh right yeah like you know i've literally never heard one of his songs in my life you know i literally work <laughs> in the music industry yeah. and like am anally involved in hard rock like heavy music and i've never heard that guy in my life like yeah. something like that or like seether or any of these atrocious butt rock bands mm -hmm. Right, and if you look at the primary audience for that sort of thing, it is Gen. It is like people that are Gen Xers and older, usually from the Midwest, and usually conservative. Like, who the hell's listening to Bad Wolves? How the hell does Bad Wolves sell more copies in its first week than uh, BT Bam? You right. know, like, how does that happen? Right? It's because the you know these bands have a have a very strong base with mm -hmm. certain demographics and i see it more as a demographic split than anything else because uh, you know there's i feel like mm -hmm. every goddamn younger band we listen to is like in some way directly politically left and, and that's i would say so. i i mean i hope so you know i think it's i think that part of the problem is i i don't know i i haven't been on music twitter too too often but when i am on music twitter i see I don't see anything problematic, but there are certain sources that just put things in a certain light that, like, I really feel are detrimental to the community, and overall just kind of like, um, I feel like we're better than this, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I feel like either something something is going to happen with a band, or like, who knows, maybe a media company or a record label is going to have a big thing but i don't know i feel like something is going to have to come to a head uh at some point soon i i think i think i think in order for something to come to head it'd have to be like pretty like outright atrocious well I, you know, I would agree all, all these all these large media companies are like inherently liberal just because that's popular right yeah um and it have to in order to drop like an openly like you know idiot conservative band 
they'd have to do something absurd. No, I, <laughs> like, I, I say yeah. something crazy. Yeah, right. I don't <laughs> but, know. We'll, I mean, ha- we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait. We've see. seen like three or four notable hard rock musicians at the Capitol riots last year. Right. I mean, fuck, like, I, I, Mr. John Schaefer, you know, got, got what was coming to him. Our boy! Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, I see where you're coming from. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. How, I, like I said, I think it more manifests as, like, a band's dropping off a tour or, like, dropping sure. off a festival because another, like, large artist that said something, like, atrocious was also there. But then yep. again, money's money's a pretty powerful money, incentive. Money is a very powerful incentive. Like, look at Coachella. Kanye is headlining Coachella. The man has said, you know, no shortage of atrocious things the past, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. ten years. And it's not like anyone's doing anything about that. No. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Why, why we'll would see. you? We'll see. I don't know. Uh. No, that's... that's uh, I, I think that's fair. I mean... I <laughs> you know, I, th- I think we, we both have uh, certain positions... And, and why the country's more divided now. Yeah. And it's definitely not any it's definitely not the left's fault. <laughs> I would I wouldn't say so. Personally. <laughs> I, I, you know, <laughs> or I mean dude, wait, yeah, this isn't oh we've already God. seen a lot of this too with like bands who are like anti vaccine mandate. Right. Too. We're like, I'm not touring. There's a vaccine mandate. Okay, then sorry, don't tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sh- yeah, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't know. It, it, this is, you know, this is. I listen to so much discourse on this sort of thing, so this has been done to death. But mm-hmm. it's just disappointing. Yep. Uh, Sam, what about you? Do you have any uh, any other predictions, Sam? Yeah, I, I, I got I got plenty. Oh. I think something you know that we've sort of seen the past few years that's going to continue, maybe even come to a head, Whoa. is sort of just the dissolution of genre ba- boundaries for any and all heavy music. And when I say heavy music, I don't just mean like, oh, you know, metal, hardcore, because there's always been, they've been sort of much closer in the past 20 years or so. I mean like, you know, 100 Gex playing a bill with Mm. Knocked Loose, or like, you know, Suicide Boys touring with Carnifex. Right. I don't know. I mean like, that, that stuff seems reasonable to me. I mean, there's already been some strange examples that we've seen in the past um, mm-hmm. of some crazy concerts. But, like, yeah, no, I, that, that barrier is really being broken down. No, totally. Like, at this point, it does not matter whatsoever what style of heavy music you play. Like, you know, I, I saw Primitive Man in Boston, a couple, you know, I guess a month ago. And there was, like... Uh, weirdo indie band noise band death metal band and prim, prim, and uh, <laughs> death sludge band so it's like okay or like you go to a hardcore show and one of the bands playing is just straight up doing like entombed core yeah <laughs> right? right like it, it, this doesn't matter anymore and i nope. t- can totally see like a hyper pop artist like with like heavy you know heavy elements playing a bill with cannibal corpse or something dude i mean hell phil phil fuck uh phil fucking everum tours or is touring the west coast with uh, with a black it with a two-woman black metal band yeah. like like that's that's happening like i don't know man like you're right it, there there it's just coming to a point where it really doesn't matter like yeah and like dude the average music listener you've like nowadays is so like accustomed to more like abrasive sonic aesthetics like, think about how many people got really into You Won't Get What You Want because of Fantano. Dude, or so many. How, 
or death grips or even like more recently like clipping right like these sure. are, like i was i think i think i told you this but i was i was working uh, in the kitchen at the restaurant i work at and this like this girl who's not super invested in music is just ha- has her like like songs on shuffle and the playlist literally goes from like nickelback and stained to <laughs> dog leg and clipping <laughs> and um <laughs> no, there's that's a female-led noise rock band from Cali. I forget their name, but like all this absurdly like abrasive yeah. music out of nowhere in between like butt rock songs, and mm-hmm. like that's that's the average music listener nowadays. Like people do not care if something's no. abrasive. No, not at all. I mean, most of the people that I hang out with, or you know, I'm in circles with that you know talk about music. It's generally like just kind of a mishmash of heavy stuff, you know. It it doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, I'm a metalhead, or oh, I'm a, a trap metalhead, or oh, I'm an ambient kid. People just fucking li- they'll listen to whatever, man. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, you sort of hit upon it with heavy shoegaze, sort of hit upon it with with like the new yeah. metal, but like, dude, genre barriers don't matter, and I tot- I can totally see like you know big collaborations or big tours between 100 Gex and other people. Dude, we're going to put Ray Your Music out of a job, Sam. Dude, I know. I mean, <laughs> genres matter less and less every year. They really like, do. If you, if, you know, if you look at why they're, they're even implemented, it's for radio formats. Yep. And radio formats haven't mattered in about 25 years. <laughs> so there you go. I say as someone who, you know, is the general manager of a radio station. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm, honestly, I, I look forward to uh to our you know our overlords being able make, letting us listen to whatever. Yeah, yeah. and see whatever. Yeah. All right. What 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 else you got, Adam? All right. Well, I have a very small prediction, and it's also kind of a news, just, just quick quick little news thing. Um, uh, new Kralis album dropped today, and uh, I bet it's sick. Dude, I saw that. I was like, what? Kralis dropped another. <laughs> yeah, Man, right? I, I am so intimidated because I've really only listened to Yig Her a shit ton. Well, and good. I, I mean, I, AMG I dropped their, like, Kralis the ranking list. a few days ago. And I was like, Man, I should just listen to every Kralis record because I know they're all great. It's just. It's so much. <laughs> it's and so it's not much. like it's easy music. No, it's not. It's, it's tough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've listened to a bit of the discography, I've listened to Demonic Wealth quite a few times. Um, eager. I own eager. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be great. Is that how you pronounce it? Eager. I don't know, dude. That's how I her. Eager. No, but yeah, I bet it's going to be great. But my actual prediction is, um, this new ghost album is going to suck. Like, dude, it's not even funny how bad these singles are. (laughs) Like, I really thought Hunter's Moon was like a one-off, like, oh, you know, whatever. And then I heard it was going to be oh. the and I heard the new single, no. Call Me Little Sunshine, I dude. think. Yeah, Dog Call Me Little shit. Sunshine, dude. No, Dog it's... shit. <laughs> I don't... No, I do know what happened. There, here, It's out. They're out of ideas. The ghouls are I... gone. There's, there's no know, more I know ghoul. what happened. Money! <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Forge realized he could cater to literally oh everybody, including, like, you know... A, po- a strictly pop audience and was like yeah 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 <laughs> let's just do that <laughs> and yeah no i agree like he, he really sounds like he's out of ideas it's like martin and all the other ghouls were there to balance him you know prequel we were kind of hoping was a, a prequel has bangers like rats it does. amazing tune yeah. amazing tune right yeah the rest of the album eh, there's yeah. some highlights but for the most part pretty boring 
And then, you know, you hear these, you hear Hunter's Moon, atrocious. You hear Call Me Little Sunshine, atrocious. <laughs> and you know what feel, you feel bad when, he, when Forge is like, uh, yes, uh, the, the Call Me Little Sunshine is the heavy song on the record. <laughs> like, it's like, dude, are you shitting me? This is the heavy song? And like, well, like, I know ghost lyrics have never been amazing, but like, how did we get from like, you know, prime mover to vaguely <laughs> talking about like names for satan <laughs> like what the heck dude it just feels lazy no, it's it's so lazy it i don't know he doesn't he's just making so much money he doesn't need to care dude he doesn't care i was working the other day and i saw two ghost shirts in one shift that's ridiculous and We're i said nice shirt it's to up. the first guy, uh one it was like a teenage kid he was like dude dude are you seeing them in worcester next month and i was like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I didn't have the heart to say no. Oh, he's gonna. You're gonna. He's gonna experience Volbeat without you, Sam. Bro. <laughs> yeah, no. New Ghost song's gonna be ass. I yeah, think it's, it's called Impera. Impera. Yeah. I mean, like we're not. We're no longer the target audience. It's fine. Ghost served a purpose. Those first three albums are goddamn rock solid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and by first three, I mean Opus and Meliora and Infestosmum has like three good songs. Yeah, it's got some bangers. Um. Yeah, no, that's that's all. That's that's all right. That's a small prediction. If you have any small predictions, you can get it out of the way. Well, I have a I have a, I have a really any, obvious prediction. Any cold takes? All right, we'll uh, make this, this is a very cold take that uh, COVID and its new variants will continue to affect the music industry in horrific ways, canceling no. tours, killing musicians. Uh, you don't you know, think just breaking bands apart? You know. Hey, you know what? That's probably a decent observation and prediction um yeah, yeah i mean that's i don't know i think i have tickets to four concerts in february and three of them are, have been moved <sighs> yeah it's uh it's it's rough um we're hoping with all our heart that it doesn't get any worse hopefully super immunity is a thing and yeah yeah i mean unfortunately i think the only thing that would really help this is like national vaccine mandates but who's calling for that not us not us not us <laughs> not us yeah. i mean as long as basically God. a third of the country is just you know a petri dish for covid to multiply <laughs> and one party is so vehemently or so vehement in providing constant disinformation at every turn against every possible policy measure there's just no way. Like we're in we're in COVID nope. hell for at least like ten years at this oh, point. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. I'm kind of amazed I haven't gotten it yet. All things considered. I mean, I've never tested positive myself. Um, so yeah, no, I, I me too. I mean, who knows? It's uh, it's a wild, wild world we're getting into. Yeah, I mean, I I'm sure there'll be plenty of cancellations. Maybe the Deftones Gajira tour will get postponed another. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Bro. I will never see Amazonia and Digital Bath in the same day. What the <gasps> fuck? See, like, at this point, it's like, do I even want to go to that show? Like, Deftones <laughs> are awesome, but I know they suck live. And, like, Gojira will play Fortitude <laughs> in its entirety, and then mag half of Magma. So, like, yeah. do I really want to see that? <laughs> I don't know. No, I the don't Knock know. Loose tour on the other. <laughs> Whoa. That's that that yeah. lineup's sick. I don't even care if movements is opening. <laughs> no, it is sick. Um, no, there's yeah. a bunch of sick tour announcements actually. Yeah, like it's it really is like these promoters were just like 
man, we gotta, we gotta draw people back in, and then just start booking the sickest lineups. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, up big ups to them. Yeah, big ups. But uh, we'll see how how effective those are come the actual performance time. We'll see. Adam, what what predictions do you have? Um, well, I guess another prediction that I could have. Um, I hope to see some more in the in the same vein. I hope to see some more uh, left leaning extreme and heavy music that is overt in its uh, in its approach. Because you know what, I think people like I don't know Victory Over the Sun, uh, even Liturgy, like very good for the community and make great music. Yeah, or like a you know Alos from Aspectual yeah, Lore Stress. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, it's important, especially with, like, the more you learn about black metal, the more you realize that, like, one, like, probably one in every four artists are, like, Nazi or Nazi-related. Right, and, like, right. You know, as a community, we really have to do better. We really have to push back against that. And mm. Yeah, no, I know. I, I totally agree. And I don't know. I think, I think that more are going to come out of the woodwork as people get more, I guess, comfortable with uh, releasing that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I totally no. agree. And, like, I mean, if you look at, like, the metalcore and hardcore scene, like, everyone is at least, like, on the surface, uh, supports, like, basically all progressive social movements, like, yeah. pretty explicitly. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. I, I, I'd say so, yeah. I'd say metal and heavy music communities in general are some of the more supportive uh, and communal. You. But that's for another day. But yeah, no, I, 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 I'm I predicting that there will be um, some more representative music uh, coming out. I mean, I've even seen, like, the rise of, like, uh, South American black metal is exploding right now. You know, there's mm. artists from everywhere that are doing that. And I don't know, I think it's really cool. And yeah, they provide great. a really interesting sound that I'm excited to listen to. Yeah, I mean, globalization is good for stuff like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that that's my prediction. That's my that's another prediction that's I have. <laughs> I've uh, I, I'd say yeah. I have like three left. All right, so fair I enough. can just I can just rattle them off. Sure. First of which is you know I think deathcore is at this point basically everyone kind of recognizes yeah. it as like a pretty legit genre, and I think the yeah. elitism elitism surrounding deathcore is just will uh, mm-hmm. basically totally evaporate. No, I I, I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty right. I mean, hasn't uh, Metalum accepted deathcore now for the most part as a genre? I think it's uh, it's like on a case by case basis. Yeah, could be wrong. Because I feel like they do have the deathcore. No, all right, Diarder's Murder, deathcore, bam. Okay, Metal, yeah, no, I mean, metal. look. So there you go. Like, I mean, you can you can be anal about genre tags or whatever, but deathcore has always been kind of closer to metal than punk. Like, I understand yeah. why people say it's punk, but like. I mean, I've been listening to the new or to the Lifeblood record from last year. Yeah. Bit. You know, I mean, like most deathcore, it's heavy as balls. It's super technical. You know, you can hear influences from basically all across the sea, um, and it's you know, it's finally sort of seen as like a really viable like artistic path for a lot of bands. Right. Like, yeah, bands like Lorna Shore who have blown up, or like Slaughter Prevail or Spirit Box who are doing like pretty explicit takes on deathcore and just garnering widespread critical acclaim and commercial success yeah no i mean i i think that at this point deathcore has just kind of i mean it's planted its feet it's a genre 
I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, and you know, I'll, I'll even, you'll even see like Brooklyn metalheads like recognize it as like a really legitimate thing. Yeah, I mean, and so it's it's time. It's only about time that you know more stuff you know like that becomes that. I mean, I think black post black metal and black gaze is slowly seeping its way into that too. Um, same vein. Um, I think that one's probably gotten a little bit more love. Oh yeah, well, uh, from I mean, the indie community, it's, but it's yeah. kind. Of, I mean, the the Death Heaven backlash was always more about aesthetics than anything else. Oh, yeah. It was because Pitchfork explicitly was the one pushing them, and it was a bunch of dudes that looked like they were playing in the Mountain yeah. Goats, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, my second prediction, and this is probably the, I think this is the only one that will honestly like that's like fifty fifty will come true. But okay. I want to see a goddamn Zoomer metal band, dude. Please, come on. Like, look. I think I don't know if I mentioned this explicitly on the podcast before, but like basically, all like popular genres have like this burst of energy and creativity from young people, people younger than us that are making music that's like very, you know, it's very post-ironic, it's very hyper-modern. Like hardcore has a band mm-hmm. like Turnstile. I know they're not actually like quite zoomers, but you know, it, it sort of recognizes the irony and the tropes and moves past it. Mm-hmm. Band like Hundred Gex is like the most zoomer shit ever. Oh yeah, uh, you know rap you could you can go so many rap artists like i think like bby goyard is like <laughs> the <laughs> super shit ever yeah. or like like i want to see that in metal and i mean you could make the case for something like old nick but those guys are all like in their 30s no yeah i think it is it's it's really kind of tricky i feel like they're i feel like the the closest thing that i can really think of would be something like I don't know Gulch, but even then, like they're they're just young. They're just a young hardcore. Band. Yeah, and they're hardcore. <laughs> like they're not a metal band. I, yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's a few reasons, right? It's because metal is more so than probably any other genre is very steeped in tradition. And yeah. what makes metal interesting is when its tradition matches with ingenuity, right? Right. But you can only go so far away from metal before it's, you know, it stops having that core like extreme sound, right? And then yeah. you get something like I don't know, like have a nice life which is definitely influenced by metal and hardcore but definitely yeah. not that right um and at the same time metal is historically way 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 too self-serious oh certainly like i think of all the uh you know the young kids and young bands and like the um sort of the scene that i'm in that i know and i talk to regularly and like sure they're they're kids like younger than me or my age or whatever zoomers making metal but it's just metal you know right, <laughs> they're just yeah. playing very straightforward yeah. either like you know crossover thrash or uh death metal or mm-hmm. uh, you know death hardcore you know like yeah. it's just to the t right no i i do think that there kind of needs to be I, I i think that makes sense um i feel like the easiest way for that to break in is probably prog that's the only way i can think of because like well the thing about it is like and when i think zoomer metal like i, I know what you mean well, I want to be quintessentially like post-ironic, right? Right. Yeah. Made yeah, by yeah, yeah. kids that are young, right? Yeah. Made from the you know the younger generation, and like, may, how old? Like, maybe you could make the argument for Esoka Trahilium. Maybe, but who knows how old? Uh, French dude is French. French person is. Yeah. I mean, sadness guy is pretty young, but well, I, mean, that, I was sadness... gonna, I was gonna mention, I was gonna mention sadness, and I, I feel like there are a lot of like one man, like depresso, sesto, like uh, shoegaze, slowcore, drone, 
that, I feel like that is an, an aesthetic, and people are doing that, mm-hmm. you know? No, um, I, agree, I agree, but the thing about it is, like, like I love Sadness, and I think right. you could make an argument for that, but, like, it's also the most self-serious yeah. music ever. Right. Like, it's the band is called Sadness. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and even, like, rec- you could even go with, like, Sonos Tomam Conta, who had, the, you know, that black, uh, black Gaze record that's, like, mm-hmm. all neon and wonderful. Yeah. Um, but it's super Well, I mean, depressing. look, there's a lot of boundary-pushing metal from yeah. people that are, like, relatively young. But I want, I want like, quintessentially yeah. Zoomer metal. All right. Well, someone's you're looking for your you're looking for your 2022 Limp Bizkit here, which I understand. <laughs> I I understand. I get it. And you know what? You're right. There does need to be like someone who is representative of unfortunately the TikTok generation who can really push the boundary in metal. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I don't care. If, I, don't, I don't know. I don't care. It is like who's the who's the youngest popular metal band we have? Slipknot. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Probably Code Orange. Oh, I guess Code Okay, Code Orange is one of those bands where, like, every time I mention that, I just think it's 2016 and <laughs> Forever came out. And I'm like... Or they're, Forever's they're about so to come tiny. out. They're so tiny. They're Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, those guys, they're like, they're, like, 20 or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I'm good for them that they're a relapse now. Yeah, they've really been doing well in the hardcore scene. <laughs> and then, like, you check your watch and you realize they're, like... So. Opening for Metallica. <laughs> yeah. Touring like, stadiums. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, I guess it is Code Orange. Okay, um, actually, Code Orange is kind of zoomery, like big zoomer energy, but it's also really self-serious. Well, it's really self-serious, and like they're all they're. I mean, they're all kind of they're all veterans, right? Or like yeah, they, they've been they, playing uh, they for form, a while. They've yeah, they they formed when uh when Jamie and Ribbon were literally fifteen. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, Code Orange. Uh, I mean, Loathe, I guess, kind of too. They're a very young band, but even then, they're not really. I, they're not what we're looking for. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want. I want some. I want some need, fucking we some need our, We need our eighteen-year-old post post jazz fusion tech death band. Yeah, no. I, I want. I want to hear my like my kraut black metal with like MLG quotes for uh, <laughs> breakdowns. It's funny. I don't know. The music landscape is a vast and wild place. Who knows what'll happen, dude? Yeah, seriously. I mean, we're gonna, the three people that watch it. One of them's gonna be like, "Oh, dude, you haven't heard of this artist from uh, Taiwan?" <laughs> seriously, I'll be like, "Fuck! How, how could I miss? How could yeah, I miss this?" Honestly, how could we not see this? Yeah, no. Um, um my on. last prediction. All right. <laughs> which is a, this is this isn't a prediction as much as it is just a truth that all, all right. metalheads sort of have to come to deal with, is that uh the heat death of metal as a genre is like slowly approaching. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think there's really anything we can do to stop it. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I, I think that's fair. I feel like there's, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces, but the, I mean, the world we're creating, at least in this country and in many around the world, uh, I don't know. A touring landscape is really difficult. Uh, especially consistently, and unless people well, also just like major label promotions, hard, well, just well, hard right. dead. It's like kind of impossible for bands to just blow up the way they used to. And if you're making extreme metal, fuck if you'll <laughs> ever you know fucked. right do anything. So it's yeah, I, I don't know. Like especially like I don't know. Like the only reason you know a band like Leviathan makes money is because of merch, uh, you know, and you know album sales online. But like. I don't. I, 
there's going to be a time when that's going to be clogged, you know? There's going to be... T I think, who knows, Sam? There might be a time when Bandcamp is clogged with, like, Metallica and Lana Del Rey. Oh, and, gosh. like, like all the, all, the, all the label stuff that is, you know, not on Spotify that, you know, has to move to an independent platform because, who knows, Spotify shit the bed for the millionth time and people are finally fed up. I mean, I Radiohead's on Bandcamp. <laughs> no, right? Like, I, I don't know, like... I, I know what you mean. I mean. Not even so much in, like, the broad music landscape sense. Because, you know, music, until until civilization ends, music will be popular with basically everybody yeah. for a number of reasons. I just, like, metal specifically, I just think it's, you know, it has a shorter lifespan for a number of reasons. Like, it's a genre fundamentally rooted in the past, created and perpetuated by, like, you know, upper middle class white guys. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's yeah. just something to recognize. Um, it's very like metal is very much like, you know, we, people talk about how rock is dead all the time. Right. And you know, the response to that is of course it's not dead. There's so like, it's maybe dead is yeah. like the pop most popular like form, but there's so many amazing things that don't rock all the time. But metal is a subgenre of rock with a very specific set of like parameters. And you know, it's in order for like a young, young person to really get into metal, they have to, you know, fall under a very specific set of parameters to get really into it. And yeah. with the death of radio, with the touring being down, with, you know, all these big bands, like, not mattering as much anymore. It's just, I don't see it happening. Like, why the hell would you learn to pick up a guitar? Why would you pick up a guitar and spend 10 years so being able to play yeah. metal? Like, you know, I've been playing guitar for, what, 11 years at this point? And only in the past couple have I been able to play, like, the really, like, complex, like, death metal stuff right like yeah. why would you spend 10 years learning drums why would you spend two years learning how to death growl when there's no money in it no one listens to it and the, all the biggest names aside from a few um you know kind of are, they're not too big to fail like this no, is something I, I, I spoke about with my uh with a uh, yin cheney of uh, in our conversations he was always like yeah there's like what metal bands are too big to fail you have metallica and that's literally it like, if Judas fucking Priest releases a bad album, they're gone. If Iron Maiden, you know, really shit the bed, they're kind of on the fence. But literally any other band... Yeah, cooked. You they're can't. just cooked. Like, even a band like, you know, Mastodon, right? We think it like... I think, oh, Mastodon fucking ginormous, right? Even then, they're like, you know... They're cooked. Or like, yeah. I think of how, you know, when I saw Opeth in Mastodon, it wasn't a sold-out show. It was like, half full. Or I think of, like, how if you look at, like, a band like Cradle of Filth's touring data, you can see that all, they're playing all these huge venues and selling, like, 200 tickets. Like, yeah. all these giant bands that we think of as, like, fundamental to, like, popular metal just don't matter anymore for a number of reasons. It's really only old people listening to metal. Yeah. And old people aren't going to shows. No, and old people aren't picking up instruments and no. being like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to make a technical thrash band. <laughs> no. No, it's really tough. And it's... It, 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 maybe it's discouraging to watch the world fall around... Or fall down around you. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like, there has to be others that are, you know, in the similar position. I mean, we do know people in young metal bands... There are people no, like, that do want to continue and I don't, the tradition. Like, metal, because it was popular at one point, will never cease to exist, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, metal's already sort of gone the route of jazz, where it was popular for a time, and now it's more of like a collector thing. 
yeah. for certain people, right? And that's fine, you know? That happens to a lot of genres, not just jazz or metal. No. But, I, you know, and people always make it in the underground, but, like, the age of, like, even touring bands is coming to a close. Oh, absolutely. And, like, also, why the... F- <laughs> like, you know, let's say, you know, we graduate college or whatever this year, and then start working 40 hours a week at, like, an IT firm, right? Sure. Uh, so you... Right. Well, in what time are you gonna, pra- you know, get get a band together, practice, find time to play live, find time to record a record around four like full time work schedules, and that's not including like, oh, I don't know, you know, finding a partner. That's not including like other interests. That's not including vacation. Like, it's just so it's hard. It's a lot. Yeah. No, I mean it is certainly a commitment. And, I don't know, becoming a one-man bedroom sensation is not hard anymore. It's all about getting lucky and knowing the right people. Yeah, no, uh, totally. Which is certainly what it's always been. But to a degree, I mean, there's there's kind of such a low barrier to entry into music right now. Why bother challenging yourself, you know? Mm. Yeah, well, media like... gatekeepers just don't exist right? anymore. Yeah. Like, if you look at, you know, I... <laughs> I do. I I I try real, my best to stay up to date with like pop news and like trends and whatnot. And if you look at like any popular song in the past like year or two years, it's it, chances are it's like some random indie artist on TikTok that just happened to have a, a bite go viral. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly it. I mean, the only reason Lil Huddy exists is because you know he got viral. No, totally. Or like, if I read a Stereogram article a few days ago about like a, a new up and coming, like a younger, uh, young a teenage girl who's like making, you know, like Billie Eilish <laughs> core, core, right? yeah. And you know, how'd she get big? TikTok. How did Gail TikTok. get big? That's the one that did A B C D E F U. Yeah, horrible song, by the way. TikTok. Yeah. How to, you know, how Little Nasica X get big? TikTok. Mm-hmm. How did Olivia Rodrigo get big? TikTok. How Doja Cat get big? TikTok. You know, there's. Obviously, major labels and, you know, market hegemonies are useful in crafting, like, big artists and big media narratives. But as far as, like, you know, organic blowing up, that it's just, it's not the same as it was and it never nope. will be. Absolutely not. I mean, I guess it is good that we can, you know, come to realize that and put it into practice now. Spread the word. Tell our fellow metalheads, unite. We must be strong together brothers um but no i mean it's it's somewhat discouraging that like i guess the rocker's dream especially in the heavy music world where like you know like i don't know you care a little bit more about i don't know i feel like there's a bit more effort and passion put into much of the heavy music community than there is i guess not necessarily the popular community. I don't know, but either well, way, on a, on a, on a sheer like utilitarian basis, sure. it just takes more time to make, to make a metal record me- metal than most other things. Yeah. And that's not like being elitist. Like, no, uh, I would, I wouldn't say so. And it, it, that's exactly it. Like, you know, it is somewhat discouraging for the people who are willing to put in the effort. Um, but I guess we just need to come to the realization that people are going to stop putting in the effort. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, like I said, metal will always exist in some form or another in the underground. It's just, the days of touring bands, the days of mainstream popularity yeah. are rapidly dwindling. Mm-hmm. Especially, I don't know, especially in America. Oh, yeah. Like, especially I don't, you know, America. like, places like, you know, Belgium and 
Denmark are already opening their doors and, you know, having prosperous, you know, touring cycles and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, those, so, those, those places also have, you know, considerable uh, well, yeah. safety nets that make it easier for you to be a full-time Ab- musician. Absolutely. You know, in America, we just kind of, you did. like, let's say tomorrow, I'm like, all right, drop out of school, full-time metal musician, right? Uh, like, <laughs> I'd, I'd have to live with my parents. I'd have to work a part-time job to, like, pay bills and whatnot. And if I was incredibly lucky, I'd be able to make less than, you know, a teacher's <laughs> salary, like, minimum <laughs> right? wage, basically. Yeah. By grinding my ass off. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not feasible, unfortunately. Nope. Yeah, I mean, the time, the time to do that was, I guess, I don't know, the 90s, the 80s. 70s. Yeah, the time to do that was mid '80s to late '90s. Yeah, there's no money in the music industry, and there's and if there's no money in the music industry, there's really no money <laughs> in metal. No, seriously. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's, I don't know. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Exactly. No, nothing you really can do. But no, I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll support the artists I like. I'll listen to the endless amount of great heavy music that comes out. Sam, I think NFTs are the answer because each you know artist no, is going right. to control their own. <laughs> dude, you're right. Decentralized on the blockchain. You know, yeah. I didn't even consider that, dude. No, Genius. I, I think that's the next step. <laughs> oh my god, can we just can we just please just ban cryptocurrency and ban <laughs> NFTs? Like, my I, god, please. it's just... do use that executive power for good. My god, it's just ridiculous. But hey, that, par- that's a whole other conversation. Did we talk about that? How the uh, Zach from Imperial Triumphant was like, I've made more money off NFTs than I have <laughs> off of Imperial Triumphant in 15 years. No, no, we haven't talked about that. Well, yeah, that was a news. Oh that was a headline from like a month ago, which is yeah. hysterical. And you know what? I believe it, which is the wrong, which is the worst thing. Yeah, I mean, we're not gonna get gonna get into the full Dan Olson rabbit hole here, but you know. Gosh, what a what a horrific concept, horrific <laughs> yeah. implementation. Seriously, it really is just a pyramid scheme for crypto bros or for people that already have considerable wealth. Yep. Yep. Huh. Speaking of pyramid schemes, ah. dude, Chris Barnes is an idiot. Yes. Yeah, I'm. <sighs> you can't like make this up. This stuff no. up. No. Um. I saw. I saw this tweet. And I had to, I had to, I had to do a little bit of digging, um, but it makes total sense. Like the vocalist for the worst death metal band that I've never heard of, except for one album when it came out, and I was like, "This is the worst music I've ever heard in my life." Ex Cannibal Corpse hates everyone else in death metal because they yeah, suck. Yeah, like, he, he, he like lost it on Twitter the other day. Like, <laughs> I just I smoked uh, spice and took laxatives and I slept for twenty four hours or something. <laughs> like I mean, clearly, clearly this man has just done too many drugs in his oh. life. Like he's like he's, this guy's in his like mid fifties with mm. full dreadlocks and he's like incredibly <laughs> white. Like he's always been sort of known as just an asshole, but I mean, this isn't surprising. It yeah, is, no. it is some it is some content though. Yeah, no, it's just. It, it, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, I don't know, man. Like, are you really, are you really telling me that there, that there's no, there's no death metal since six feet under? Like, re- really, really? Dude, like, I mean, <laughs> it's hysterical. Like, like, I don't know what you're trying to prove. Like, it's just, it's just, it's so ridiculous that 
I don't know if this publicity stunt is it just like I, dude, I just think he's kind of an idiot and like he got really high and was like <laughs> and like mouth breathed his way into some hot takes on Twitter. Like, are you really are you really gonna fight J- Jamie Jast on Twitter? See, like, really, Chris Barnes? Really? It's just stupid. It's dumb. Oh, yeah, speaking of stupid, dude, shout out to David Germain, <laughs> legend. <laughs> Applauding Spotify for removing Neil Young's music and protecting free speech. My God. Uh, it gets I mean, worse was, every if it, day. Like if, it, if it wasn't clear by uh, many of our comments, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely both left-leaning in, in many ways. And I under I I support I support free speech, but you know, the, there's no one that truly believes in free speech absolutism. Like absolutism virtually nobody actually believes in that for a number of reasons and for everyone there's a gradient and everyone's going to have their own gradient right personally my gradient is when mass media information becomes incredibly harmful to entire populaces of people right that's why nazis explicit (laughs) hate speech are generally banned on most platforms that's why vaccine disinformation is banned on most platforms Joe uh, Rogan is the single most popular media figure in the world. And every single week, he falls further and further down to, you know, some crackpot reactionary boomer rabbit hole. And he has been so explicitly anti-COVID vaccine since day one for essentially no reason other than that he's very dumb. And he picked this position and is sticking <laughs> yep. by it. Yeah. And this guy is literally the biggest media platform in the world. No, it's 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 ridiculous how successful he's become. Millions upon millions of people listen to this guy every single week, and he's convinced so many individuals to just believe in the worst of right-wing talking points, especially around COVID vaccination. Like, imagine how many how many people Joe Rogan has killed, like yeah. because of this. Yeah, seriously. I like mean, we're almost at a million COVID deaths in America. We have five thousand COVID deaths due to Omicron a day right now, and Joe Joe Rogan's just sitting on his fucking high horse, making you know fifty hundred million dollars a year, or whatever, to just spout right wing drivel with no basis in reality. Yep. And look, I liked Rogan uh, for a while. He was just like kind of a cool dude, bro interviewer who. And the, what made him good is he was a chameleon, so he'd just be a you know really solid interviewer, who matter no matter who it was on. But you know, in the past year and a half, it's like you bite one anti-COVID bill and you just spiral the fuck down. Yep. And it is hysterical that David Dremaine of all people is applauding Spotify <laughs> for moving Neil Young's music and to protect free speech. Like, dude, this is David. I am a, an open Zionist Dremaine. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Man, it just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. And the fact that like, and there's more people than just David Germain that are you know supporting this. Um, but it's I don't know. He's just one example. It's just a lack of a, a complete lack of understanding. I mean, no, totally. Like, and like, I mean, I I I've just I I spend so much time in political discourse circles and in class or whatever, just you know, hashing this out. But like, there is something called the social contract. There is, it is the understanding that if, if if you do something which has the potential to actively harm other people, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Now, with the vaccines, 
most of the time it is a free choice, right? But with COVID explicitly, if you're not vaccinated, not only can you get and transmit COVID to anybody else, and you're far more you know, transmissive than you than if you were, but you can also have COVID mutate within you and make the virus worse. And you know, it is it is amazing the amount of brain rot that people have about this. It's like you can only chalk it up to you know decades of conservative framing. Seriously, I mean that that is what it comes down to because it's pretty simple. I mean, I don't know, vaccine science has been what completed since the 60s, 50s, like they've been vaccines have been around for decades. Yeah, and I mean it's, it's no it's different. Just, it's no different and like there's I mean, look, people do not care about facts. The no. if if there's anything you can say about modern American politics is that every single issue has become a culture war issue above all else. And yep. that's why, you know, we have certain successful Republicans with virtually no policy stances. That's why we have most liberals with virtually no policy stances. It's because all these fucking hogs care about is winning. And in order to do that, they just focus on shit like trans bathrooms or uh, vaccine mandate. And the difference between like something like, you know, uh, trans rights, which is you know obviously something you should protect, which conservatives oppose, is that the vaccine of opposition is like explicitly horrible for the entire country. Yeah. Like, Sure, I mean, I, I really, you know, I, I, I really wish a conservative supported social programs in, like, Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. But when they don't support that, it doesn't harm virtually everybody else. No. When they, <laughs> when no. they t- like, uh, it's just, it's so horrible. It's, like, these fucking mouth breathers, it's everywhere. Like, I'll go on Instagram and I'll see, like, Karina Kopp being like, I, I, I don't support vaccine mandates because uh, free speech, free choice. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, there's no fucking argument against it. No. And what's what's horrible is as soon as you bite one of these, as soon as you bite the anti-vax pill, you just spiral the fuck down. Like, it does not matter what you hold, what beliefs you hold. You could be, like, the like a super moderate like lib or whatever and then you just like you know what? i'm anti-vax then suddenly you start being like you know i just think wait a minute Jews i'm oppressed a... <laughs> i'm the oppressed one here. i'm the <laughs> oppressed one here like that's all it takes like a good example would be like anna and dasha from red scare they went from being like you know just edgy leftist contrarians to total like oan spokespeople in about a year after they came <laughs> for anti-vax or same thing with joe rogan like Virtually every issue nowadays, he'll be like, oh, dumb right-wing talking point. <laughs> and it all, I don't know. Clearly, clearly, this is a fun topic, but I mean, we're I, so, it's, it, it, I mean, it's important because we have people like David Germain who continue to aid in this, you know, very not good shit at all. Like, this is just bad. This is actively It's just, it's just bad. universally bad. And it sucks that so many fucking, you know, uh, the, the biggest, spoiler, the biggest uh, percentage of conservatives in America are older conservative, or older white men, right? And uh, that's most of metal fans. Yeah. <laughs> so it sucks that, you know, our genre is so infested with, you know, fucking mouth breathers like this. Yep. It, it, it's a shame. That's why we need Zoomer metal. That's Away. why we need Zoomer metal. I don't, I don't care if Zoomer Metals believe in, like, cringy shit, like, full revolutionary takeover or support, like, I don't know, the USSR Dude, or something. Just be a furry, okay? Just do it. Just put it on, make a death metal album, and play as a furry. Come on. 
Yeah, you're right. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm the waiting. Sonic Fox of death metal. Honestly, where where is <sighs> the Sonic? All right, group uh, I, I got I got some some great news, dude. All Do right. you know Ghost's new album has a song aimed at Bible thumpers? Wow, I would never gather that, bro. Uh, Forge in an interview <laughs> in reference to Mike Pence said it's about people like him, a lot of politicians, a lot of preachers, a lot of clergymen. Wow. Thank you, Tobias Forge. Dude, for what, would we, what would you do without a social figure? Oh my God, a modern day Christ, if you will, the I Pariah mean, himself, pa- Papa Emeritus, <sighs> Cardinal Copia. I, 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 mean. I hope. I, I hope. I hope the the reason this is funny is <laughs> is evident to everyone listening. <laughs> I really hope I don't have to explain this one. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yep. I mean, other than that, it's just like plenty of like dumb, well, not dumb, but tour news and album news. Yeah, pretty much. Here I, I, I mean, yeah. like I mentioned, excited as hell for that Meshuggah record. Yeah, no, the Meshuggah record is gonna be uh, very fun to listen to. Here, let me go. Th- let me go through my list. Um, hmm. But yeah, we got. Uh, well, I guess when when's this gonna come out? This is gonna come out. We have. Um, I mean, next couple of weeks we have Zeal and Ardor, Cult of Luna. Mm-hmm. Um, we have. Uh, author and Punisher too, yeah, o- yeah. On that day, and that uh, that, that Zealander is like gonna blow the heck up. No, absolutely. It's getting yep. like the perfect media push and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, and then they keep they keep putting out singles too, like every two weeks or a month or whatever. So there's like six mm-hmm. singles out already. So like they're it's blown up. It's gonna blow up. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe yeah, that'll totally. maybe that'll be what blows up. Maybe maybe it'll be Zealander. I wouldn't Zealander I wouldn't doubt it. Quite popular, all things considered. Well, yeah, but I mean. Um, I, would, so. I could totally see that. We also have Rolla Tomasi and Black Country New Road come out next week. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And New Think Persephone, that. Sam. <laughs> Are you going <laughs> to... That's it. Uh, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, the, the yeah. new Cloakroom came out uh, when yeah. they were recording this. It's quite good. Yeah. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. There's uh oh um, Dadorn got remixed and remastered. They Dedorn? re-released it. The the Amon Ra album. Oh, it got, it oh, got, oh. They, they re they re-released it. Why? Remi- the remixed. Um, it's but, but, they, but they why? made they made well. Uh, appa- I don't know why, but. They made oh shit, Meshuga dropped a single. They yeah the, yeah the first single came out today, um, yeah it's uh, the vocals are louder, and the um, like symphonics are louder. I think the mix it, the mix, mix is a lot more centralized, on the alternate mix. I actually think it sounds better than the original. And I'm, I, I'm I, sure it sounds better. That's, that's I, interesting that they'd uh, release yeah, the, uh, yeah, so close. Well, no, it's relapse too. Rel- relapse put it out. Um, so I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know. Well, they were, yeah, they were unrealistic when it was. But yeah, no, um, that came out. And Ooh. let's see. What else? What else? What else? What else? Yeah, no, um, yeah. What is that? What is that? What's ROAM like this year so far? So far? Um, right now, well, Wilderun held the top metal spot for a while. Um, we as you do took it. Cult of Luna has it now, but that album hasn't even come out yet. I'm surprised the Earl's Earl's so high. Um, 
The Foxtails album is currently at number six. I should probably listen to that. <laughs> it's pretty good. I listen. I listened to it a couple of times. Um, yeah, We Edge Dude is at number eleven. Fit for, an, for auto- an autopsy draft record. <laughs> yeah, I guess the weekend draft record. Yep, he did too. Um, and then yeah, it's just kind of yeah random. Yeah, about what you'd expect. About what you'd expect. I've listened to a couple of the records though. Like that Tundra record's actually pretty darn good. Yeah, I'm like I'm. I'm sure most of this is good. It's like there's just only so much you can digest. <laughs> Seriously, so many hours well, in a day. Any anything? Uh, any other uh, fun little bits you want to bring up, Adam? Um, I don't know. Get the everyone be safe. It's winter. The winter's weird. If you're where we are, be safe. Um, I guess uh, the the crazy world is happening. Crazy weather. Uh, I don't know. Live, laugh, love, listen to metal. Fuck, I don't know. Live, laugh, love, amen. <laughs> what would you do without such tried and true? Honestly. Timeless advice. Um, yeah, I don't know. Listen to the new Kralis album and the new Dissolution Wave album and uh, some other stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I know. New Cloakroom's really good. New Cloakroom? Yeah. Today. Yeah, darn right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's not that fun. Maybe, maybe we'll drop the next podcast sooner than a month. Hey, maybe we'll we'll have to see. We're, we're we are back to school, so our schedule is nice and uh, organized. So yeah, we, we indeed we are indeed the leaders. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, all right. I've been Sam. I'm Adam. And this has been the Female Guy Podcast. Yeah. Until soon. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah.